Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I am Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Who are you? I don't know. I ask myself that every day in the mirror. It's like there's a song. (laughs) So, let's see. What should we talk about this evening? Let's go over to Mixler and see if we have any. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we're back. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but we were gone. Yeah, there's for a while. that too. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about that for a few seconds here about what our overall plan is. Do you want to go through puberty really quick with that? Or? I'm going to try. <clears throat> Actually, I'm a, I would like that. I'd like my voice to level out. So there's been a, a varying degrees of health issues along the way for everyone involved. That was a piece. <laughs> and unfortunately, like we were going to record two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I got sick again and I'm still recovering, but uh, here we are. We are starting back up. So Jordan and I talked a bit. It uh, is definitely our intention to keep all those geeks going. Uh, I knew I wanted to do something with all those geeks in 2019. I wasn't sure what it was, but I just, uh, we've, we've been gone for a while. For a while there, I was streaming video games off of our YouTube channel just to have something kind of out there. And then I got uh, got a little wiped and too sick to even do that for a while, and I haven't started that back up. I don't know if I will, but we started having conversations about what to do. and Shortly before we got sick again. Shortly before we got <laughs> sick again. And, uh, yeah, so uh, at the very least, the podcast is going to get kicked off here again. We'll uh, address the potential of the YouTube channel at some later date uh, if we're going to do anything there. Uh, but right now we just want to get the podcast up and rolling again. Uh, we do have three episodes that never made it out. So I think what we're going to do <clears throat> is you're going to hear this episode first. And what a quality episode it's already starting to be with my voice. It's just like the first time we started. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty sick back then. Or I was pretty sick back then. So we're going to release this episode. Uh, and then I think we're going to intermix. We're going to keep recording, but uh, we're going to cut the three that we already have, I think, down to probably just straight up review uh, audio. So you'll hear the game reviews that we did for those. I'll probably cut out all the other stuff that's kind of ancient news by now. I don't know. <laughs> Hot takes from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear those, but I wanted to do this episode first uh, just so you guys know what's going on instead of having three random old episodes show up first and then you know later we come back goes hey if you haven't noticed 
we're kind of back. Well, we're back now because you've heard all the the old stuff. <laughs> so that's the plan right now. We are going to uh, continue biweekly. I think one of the things that Jordan and I are talking about, still hashing out, but by the time this comes out, Hopefully we'll have that down, but we are going to try to get more of a an actual release schedule. I think that's one of the things that we never really did with all us geeks generally was it was kind of every two weeks whenever we could kind of put it out and didn't actually have a, a time frame that we had set for it. And I think uh, that that's nice because over at the Game Crafter official podcast, we do have a time frame that we try to hit. Now we don't always hit it but i'd say 95 96 percent of the time we definitely we hit it it's it's what we strive for but do you quit it i do not quit it good man (laughs) and i think i think that's been helpful to kind of have that in in mind so generally speaking i was kind of thinking it being released the off week that we record since that's going to be our gameplay week um, so maybe we release it the off week, but Jordan and I are still talking about the actual dates. Cause we also want to keep in mind, which something else we'll talk about here is, uh, we have said that the Patreon side of things, will get it two days earlier than when we release it to the public. So we want to make sure all the dates line up and are, are doable and feasible so that we can typically hit that date. And usually like if the game crafter, um, unless like we went on a little hiatus over there too for a bit while I was sick. But as far as our, our release date, it's, you know, pretty much we hit that date. Not always like I, I usually try to get it out at midnight, but it's not always midnight, but it's at least that Wednesday usually. And if it's severe, then it's like Thursday. I mean, so we're in that, that time frame usually. So that's what I'd like to get this to as well, if possible. So with that, one of the things that I think Jordan and I are also going to strive for is to make that easier to hit is to, again, try to keep these to an hour-ish, you know, basically not to have extra long episodes. Uh, We're going to continue on with like, um, you know, we had started to limit ourselves with how many games and movies and TV and all that kind of stuff that we could talk about. I think we want to keep that because when we were doing that, we were getting pretty consistent about staying around an hour, I think, with the core of our episode still being the game review. So that'd be nice to do. This one might go a little bit longer because I'm saying a lot of stuff in in the beginning here. Dude, we're pushing an hour already. (laughs) I was tapping my wrist with no watch people. That's, uh... <laughs> I did want to um, bring up the Patreon as well. The Patreon is still there. Uh, I've had it paused uh, for quite a while, which is kind of a pain in the butt because Patreon makes you pause it every month. Otherwise, it charges. You have to keep going back. It's like, jerks. <laughs> Just let me set a date or whatever or a time frame for a hiatus or something or let me turn it off and turn it back on when I'm ready to come back, you know, something like that. But no, I got to go back out there every month, which is fine. Well, I mean, they want their percentage, even if it's yeah. accidental. So the Patreon is still out there, of course, you know, uh, as you would expect. We've we've had some people leave, and that's what? completely understandable. Uh, even though, even though, because I I think at least I know it happened to me once when somebody paused uh, a Patreon that I was. I was a patron for when they paused it, it sent me a message saying, Hey, the creator, you know, you haven't been charged. The creator paused this and that's why, or something like that. So it was like a reminder or whatever. Those, I don't know if those are going out every month, but it could be. And eventually people just said, yeah, okay. And then completely understandable, <laughs> totally understandable. In fact, uh, I'm kind of surprised the amount of people that have stayed. 
<laughs> so. I've actually had a couple people ping me like ever. <laughs> I, if you want to send money for a podcast with no content, I guess I, I, I wouldn't turn it down, but it doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, the overall, overall plan on that side of things is we're going to start releasing content. I'm going to leave it paused for at least two more months. And if we're in the swing of things after two months and everything's fine, I'll unpause it. Then people start getting charged again. And then the numbers will drop. <laughs> and again. then the numbers. Well, <laughs> so that, that's part of this. It's like, so, you know, you've got two to months to decide if you haven't pulled the trigger yet to vacate. I just again. mean the people that leave it on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're perfectly, uh, Fine with that. Do what you got to do. <laughs> so, but in those two months, we'll still be posting to Patreon first, give you the 48 hour kind of deal, the two day deal, uh, before our episodes go public. But then after the two months, I will leave it unpaused or I, I won't pause it. And then charges will start again. So there's that. Usually every topic that we talk about, we usually put some. Patreon person uh, as a sponsor for that segment. Uh, tonight, I'm just going to do the ones that are in that category still up front uh, just to kind of say thank you. So we've got uh, Nicole, which uh, actually joined during our hiatus. <laughs> and uh, so, Nicole, thanks for coming on. Uh, a friend of mine that I've I met through Protospiels, and I know she does her own podcast as well. Please stay. <laughs> so, uh, actually, yeah, she was one of the people who was like, hey, uh, you know, she reminded me about the ability to pause. She's like, I, I want to support, but are you guys, I, I know you, it seems like you're on hiatus because, like, yeah, she joined in the middle after us talking at a proto spiel or whatever. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should do that. I should do the pause thing because it makes the most sense. Thanks, Nicole. Nate is still out there for some weird reason. Trooper. <laughs> Trooper. Stephanie. He's holding out for his spot back. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you, Steph. Uh, Timothy and Sheppy. David is still out there as well. In fact, wow. uh, David has reminded me a few times that he misses his shout outs. So <laughs> uh, there you go. Shout out to David. <laughs> shout out to David. Thanks, Sheppy, for hanging out. And of course, these are just the people that are in that category that said that, you know, they one of the perks was shout outs. Um, we actually have a bunch of other people that either selected no reward or went for a different tier. You know, they didn't want to, the shout out or whatever, or, or, you know, gave what they could afford, whatever the reason is, but we appreciate those people as well. They're still out there. There's quite a few out there. That's nice. So yeah, that is our general plan. I think going forward, anything I missed, anything else we should. Oh, I, I you know, there is something we should talk about. I'll just be quiet then. No, go ahead. Do you <laughs> no, got no, something else? I was going to say that seems to be everything that we covered uh, pre Kickstarter. We're starting one, or we're, no. we're just not going to cover them for we're, a while. We're not going to cover Kickstarter games for a while. That that should be probably mentioned. Uh, of course, I probably I would say. You know, 98% of the people that reach out to us to Kickstarter review have probably never listened, but, <laughs> but, but for that other 2%. <laughs> um, and it, it's not that we, uh, it's not that we necessarily want to completely get out of that. It's just, I think starting up for us, I mean, we've got a bunch of games here that people have given us that kind of had a no rush. Well, <laughs> really hasn't been a rush has it <laughs> um and there's some stuff that we kind of want to review and, and so just for us to kind of get back into the flow 
I think for the most part, we're going to stick with what we've already kind of got around here and then maybe start. Yeah, you got one or two things. Yeah, we and we could, uh, yeah. So if, if we just went with my shelves, we <laughs> would probably never start doing Kickstarters again. But as, as time goes on, I, you know, I guess Jordan and I will talk about that. I, I still get uh, requests for, in fact, I, I think I got three today. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not, um, a, I'm not against the idea morally or anything either. like that. But like you said, we're just getting back into the swing of things. I don't want to make a commitment to somebody that yeah. we might not be able to meet. And, and I'd kind of like to use this little bit of time of us getting back into the flow to knock out some of these that we did get that were kind of no rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as, uh, anybody that that is reviewing or does a podcast knows once you open the Kickstarter floodgate – and people start recognizing you as a Kickstarter review, especially ones like us. If you get it to us in time, there's no charge. That could be the only thing you ever review. And for a while, it kind of was. And I, I mean, I was not only were we doing them here, that's part of a lot of what the video stuff was just to try to get through the games that we were getting. And, and uh, it just, I think it was a little too much. Uh, when we do start that back up, it's going to have to probably be severely reduced. I, I don't want to get back into a position where, I mean, it was pretty much, I think I had at least three of my four weekends filled with recording and editing video, um, which is 10 times worse than audio, <laughs> editing audio and stuff. So I enjoy that stuff, but I would want to do it reduced. And so I think, yeah, for right now, let's, we're just going to get back into the flow of, of what we do getting our reviews down. We've got some stuff that we already have here we want to review. We've got some games that we've wanted to play. <laughs> Crazy talk. I know. That we want to play and review. So that that's going to be our focus for now. But we're yeah, we're definitely not saying we don't review Kickstarters ever for life kind of thing, or we're not saying we're completely shutting that down. Uh, just for right now, we, we're going to focus on other things. All right. I think that is the last thing that I can remember that you and I talked about before uh, we agreed that we would be on mic. Oh, we're using different mics, too. That's, we're, tr- we're trying that out, too. Let us know what you think of the audio quality now that we've changed weapons. Yeah. And it's gonna. I think it's going to take us a little bit to kind of get used to it because I think there's a chance we might hot mic it every once in a while. And I hope... We can avoid that or we can dial that in. But for right now, this is this is what we're trying. Uh, it was especially important for Jordan's mic. Jordan's uh, – we were using great, great mics, but uh, – and I tell people all the time, even – I mean, it's, it was even using expensive quality mics that are highly recommended. I mean, it depends on the person's voice and tone and all that stuff. And and uh, even though they're great mics and, and I love that the, the PR40s that we were using – they were just not good for Jordan, um, and it made it harder for us to edit at times. So we're hoping this fixes that issue. Even my voice is high maintenance. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? Let's let's do an episode. All right. Let's get past general stuff. Let's rock it out. Because you know what we're going to do now, right? Uh, forget how to talk. <laughs> sound like we're kind of maybe no. individual we're, learning plan people. We're going to do a... Game review. Oh, I had to reel that in. I thought, that I, yeah, I thought between about the it, mic like, and your that throat. Was, that, that was, was going to be our first hot mic right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember again. The, even even me on the PR forty, I had to get up in there. And uh, this this mic, not so much. <laughs> 
All right, game review. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at a game that we have uh, barely touched called Gloomhaven <laughs> uh, by uh, what is it? Is it Cellafair? Cellafair games. I believe right? so. Yeah, I've never actually heard it pronounced, so yeah. I, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't know. think I have either, but I've, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> this is a bit of a joke because we've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven, so we thought this would be a pretty good game for us to get back into because um, at least we played it quite a bit. We didn't have to rush right away, which was lucky because, again, we kind of got sick and and uh, had to cancel one of our game. We had to cancel one recording and one game day. So luckily we had this kind of going on. Good times. Good times. All right. Do you want to explain what Gloomhaven is? Or? So Gloomhaven, well, let's, let's talk about how we pitched it to the women. <laughs> and then what I think it really is. Okay. So as our devoted listeners know, the ladies in our lives will humor us. <laughs> From time to time, within reason. And I pitched it to Sarah as a low-key RPG. No acting required. I think you did something similar with Megan. And um, when in fact it is a tactical miniatures combat game. <laughs> actually, actually. For uh, Megan, it was, she, she kind of, I, I asked her about it and she looked at me and said, so Sarah's in? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, I'll be in. <laughs> and I had the same question. Megan's going to play? <laughs> yeah. Can I bring my crochet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Okay. Because I did post to our Patreon today in fair, you know giving them the early notice before we recorded that we would be starting back up. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stephanie has already posted to Twitter. Oh. (laughs) So new All Us Geeks. It's the belated birthday present I didn't know I was getting. (laughs) So thank you for the support. It wouldn't have been a surprise if we told you. (laughs) Uh, So yes, you will hear this eventually. (laughs) Okay. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. It is... A tactical miniatures combat game, but it is also a bit of an RPG. It is a low-key RPG. You are playing the role of a fantasy archetype, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch in the box. But you are represented by minis on a hex board, and there's literally 22 pounds of cardboard and plastic (laughs) that includes a whole bunch of um, standees for all the various monsters you might have to fight in any given scenario. Yes. So uh, a couple other things with it. It's a legacy game. Um, yes. Not not the way we play it, <laughs> but for the well, most part, it's a legacy game. If you didn't have the app, it would be much more legacy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I um I'm I'm not overall a huge fan of purchasing legacy games, but I will say that uh, so far Gloomhaven has been worth the the price of admission. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a legacy game. So things do change. And um, it's also got uh, a little bit of uh, deck slash hand management and it is asymmetric because uh, each character plays a little bit different, has different cards and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's got a uh, quite a few little different elements going on with it. The asymmetricness comes not only from how the characters play, but wow, we're really going. <laughs> But also in each character's goal, every scenario too. Yes, that's true. Yeah, each each character gets a a battle goal that is pretty much just known to them. You also have a retirement goal, <laughs> so that may affect <laughs> how 
how you play a little bit I'm too. Just, I'm just thinking of Sarah last oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that, maybe like in the mechanics or something like that. But so, <laughs> like Jordan said, there's a you know if we start looking into our components section, that could potentially take most of the hour. <laughs> Uh, it has a lot of components, a lot of components. Um, it, like you said, it, it is basically a hefty 22-pound box. That's not a joke. That is, I believe, the shipping weight for it is like 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very heavy, very huge box. I mean, it has everything from uh, there are, there are uh, miniatures to represent your character. So all of the characters have miniatures, uh, like, you know, plastic stand-up miniatures that you can paint kind of deal. And then all of the monsters have cardboard standees to represent them because uh, there are so many of them. I mean, it's, it's a huge amount. And then there's a bunch of uh, tiles that make up the, the different maps. It has a scenario book that you're going to use. You open up to the scenario and that tells you how to build your map and which tiles you're going to need. You know, it's got cards for everything. You know, your, your characters, actions and stuff are all card related. The monsters have cards that they're going to pull while they're attacking. There's money tokens and traps. I mean, there's it's a ton of stuff. There's 22 pounds of cardboard and a little bit of plastic. <laughs> uh, but it is it is huge. It it makes quite a quite a display on the table if you yes. get like one of the bigger maps kind of going on. So it also potentially makes it a little bit hard to. Well, you need table space. It is very table space, real estate <laughs> yeah. intensive, yes. And you might want some extra accessories to kind of keep track of all the bits, mm-hmm. the little bits here and there like we use. We use these little plastic trays. I think I, the ones I got off of BGG uh, to separate out, like here's all the wound tokens and here's all the money and I keep the traps and stuff and, and doors and all that kind of stuff that we use every game in one. And each of our characters has one for the little things that we have. So I think we do fairly well with keeping it organized. But yeah, there's a lot of components. I'm not even about to try to list them all, even though I've listed quite a few not even there's even more yeah not even not even close that's like the surface stuff (laughs) so um overall what do you think of the components overall the components are very good there is cardboard for everything that you need if it is cardstock for cards according to my bgg plays we have played it 14 times and even though you don't need to there's a lot of habitual shuffling because it's cards uh, and despite repeated, it's, it's a habit, right? Yeah, it's, it's what you do with a deck of cards. <laughs> right. It's not, you know, it's not your turn. You're waiting. You're shuffling. I'm never going to need to randomize this, <laughs> randomize this at all. But I'm going to shuffle it. Um, and after 14 plays, a uh, couple hours each, there's still no chipping on the my deck at the very least. Uh, there's nothing that's been accidentally, you know, um, nothing's thin enough that it's been accidentally folded when you're picking it up. Uh, for the most part, the standees are pretty good. There's, I think, a couple that have started to peel mm-hmm. and a couple that don't fit into their bases so that they're crushed uh, a little bit down at the bottom. But for the most part, the standees are pretty good. So is the problem with the thickness of the cardboard or the thinness of the standee bases? Who knows? Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, everything that we have done is uh, a- and seen is is very good. 
Uh, we have just kind of gone through one whole mission, so we've only seen just a few sets of monsters. <laughs> but uh, the artwork on the stuff is pretty good, too. Uh, my only problem, and this is going to become a bigger bugaboo as I get older, apparently, <laughs> is a lot of the print is small. Mm-hmm. So I have to wear my glasses on game night now. But other than that, I mean, there's a lot of information on these cards. You're, you're, it's either bigger cards or, or, or something. But other than that... I think the components are very well done and and pretty darn resilient. Yeah, I think I think part of it too. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, not only that, but since we've all kind of done our assigned seating at this point, you took the corner with the least light. Yeah, well, that's on me. But <laughs> I keep I keep telling Maggie we need to put a light back in that corner for you. <laughs> we we did raise the the kitchen thing oh yeah it did yeah a while ago i mean but i never noticed yeah so there actually is more light kind of in there because of that but still that little corner you're in <laughs> Get back um, in your corner jordan yeah squint at your cards <laughs> so you, you did mention that you know our character cards that we play all the time don't need to be shuffled but of course you know again habit we do but there are like the combat cards and stuff that do get shuffled throughout all the games. And even those I think are still doing really well. And like you said, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think I've noticed on my, at least mine or the monsters. Cause usually the monsters are between me and Megan to flip their cards and they use pretty much a, you know, one, one deck for all monsters. So, so no matter what monsters we pull out, We've got their little yeah, it's the same their what, little thirty card deck or modif- combat yeah. modifier deck or whatever. So that is constantly getting shuffled. Their decks are constantly getting shuffled. Our combat decks are constantly getting shuffled. And I don't think I've noticed too much uh, wear and tear yet either. Like you said, through fourteen and ish plays or so, uh, definitely very good. Where where we had issues is is like you said, we've got some standees for the monsters that have kind of bloomed and mushroomed at the bottom. Because of trying, you know, I don't know if they either weren't all the way glued or because of the standee that they need to get pushed in uh, because you only get, you know, something they don't each come with their own individual standee because, which we can talk about later as well, is because depending on the setup and how many players you're playing with, some of them are going to be elite, some of them are going to be regular, and so they go in different bases, and so there's just a, a generic set of bases, and you put the put them in which one you need for the time being. Now we've kind of solved some of that again, going the accessories route. Cause I found a couple different places that uh, make standees for this game, specifically for this game. We've started using those. They don't always fit well in those, but sometimes they're loose. Sometimes they're loose, but they're I suppose not, it's better than they're not mushrooming and yeah. peeling at the bottom. So that's kind of the one big kind of trade off. I think that we've, we've had to make uh, because I think even within our first couple games, we had a couple of like the skeletons or something like mm-hmm. that mushrooming already and made it hard to play with them and, and made it hard. And then when that starts happening, you kind of hesitate to put the next one in because <laughs> you don't want to start wrecking more. But yeah, so that is, has been my only issue so far is the, the mushrooming of the cards. I, said, I, I agree. I mean, some of the, especially on the, like event and ro- road events and, and city events and stuff. Cause there's so much text they try to get in there that it's super small, but I can live with that. Cause we don't do those as much. I mean, you, you do like one of each potentially, mm-hmm. um, a game night, but yeah, it's the, the small text can get to you. Uh, as, as we get older, we're, we're 
going to notice small text more and more and more and hate mm-hmm. it every time we see it. <laughs> I hate it in my own games if I try to go to, <laughs> if I'm trying to get everything on a card and I'm like, okay, a little bit, oh, it's too small. I got to figure something else. Out. I got to reword this or something. But other than that, like, again, the, the components are, are great. The components definitely convey what they're trying to convey. There's some really cool stuff that kind of goes into like setting up the tiles because they have like extra pieces of, of cardboard that can go on top to be obstacles and stuff like that. And, and doors open, doors closed, all this kind of stuff. So I think it does a really good job of kind of like, here's what's going on. Here's your visual and everything. I think works well. I even like the um, the sleeves. I think the sleeves for the to to do the level of, oh, of, the, the, of the monsters. monsters. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. So those end up the the monster cards end up being double sided and they're square. And basically, it's uh, whatever level you're at, your your party is at. So if you're you know you can be looking at a level one monster. Um, but as you progress, you might meet that group of monsters again, but now because you're progress so much, they might be a level four. Um, and so they have a sleeve that they fit into that gives you a spot to track damage for all of them, a numbered spot because they all have numbers on them. And then you flip the card to what level you're fighting and it shows you, 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 you stick it in the sleeve and then that's all you can see is the stats and stuff for that level. So I think that, I mean, all of that kind of stuff works really well uh, component-wise. Okay, so let's move on to mechanics. We've talked about a few different uh, mechanics, the, the, the legacy aspect, the asymmetric, the deck slash hand management, the RPG, the tactical combat, all that stuff. Um, what do you think of, uh, how, how do you think they did in meshing so many of these mechanics together to form the game that we we get to play even with you having read the book before the first play first couple plays were a bit of a shit show there was (laughs) constant referencing Mm -hmm. uh the books and uh the spoiler free fact and i think Mm -hmm. even bgg a couple times because there's a whole lot going on here it's a big book and it explains everything once you get a feel for the game and once you have gone through a bit of repetition, everything gels very well. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, it's a very sound game because very little changes out of its base rule set. There's an exception to many things, but the base base mechanics are choose your init, flip the monster init, run the init, where either people or the AI. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the people or the AI goes, everything's on the card. So once you have figured out that sometimes the AI is a little counterintuitive, you just follow what's on the card, either yours or the AI's, and everything uh, flows fairly well. There's a lot of variety because everybody has different cards. We're at four players. So there's definitely a lot of thought in your, your, your card choosing process and then seeing how things blow up and crush your carefully laid plans. <laughs> but once you've got a, a session or two in, the mechanics, uh, become fairly second nature. It's not until you get the rare card for your monster group that you've never seen before because there's only one and it's like mm-hmm. 12 stack or whatever it is. And it throws something at you, a symbol that you've never seen or an ability that you don't, you've never seen that you've got to go, wait, what? Huh? How are we supposed to parse this? But that becomes rarer and rarer 
I assume we're going to see more of that as we branch out into a different storyline now and see different creatures. But once you get a game or two under your belt, uh, mechanically, it, it it's very smooth. And the mechanics of the rules, I think, are very sound. They put together a really big book, and it explains everything, though sometimes there's searching that I think could be solved with a better index. Does it even have an index? Um, I mean, it's got a nice, the, this back, uh, okay, so it's 52 pages. Right. I mean, we're popping a little ahead to rules, but, so it's 52 uh, pages front to back. It doesn't really have, like, an index, but this back uh, reference uh, page does a really good job of, there's a lot of things that you can find right here, symbol or whatever wise, and it gives you page numbers. Now, it's when you get into the very specifics where, you're not necessarily searching for something that's symbol related right. or, or that's not on the back. You you do have a table of contents, but again, just it's one of those things like just because that's where you think it is doesn't mean that's where it is. Right. You know, that's you know, uh you you think a little bit different than the designer mm-hmm. and the person that laid out the book. But yeah, it doesn't have an index to to reference like a you know, a set word. So, or so they've put together a fifty two page rule set, which by any board game standard is a huge book. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and again, 52 pages, this is not the, there's a separate scenario book. So yes, your scenarios this, this are not is in This is just <laughs> the, the rules on how to play and, yep. and how to make sense of every picture that you see. And they do it sufficiently well that you can read it once, the important stuff, and start to play. Mm-hmm. And then the, it is also sufficiently well put together that as long as you don't, as you said, as long as you're on basically the same wavelength as the people that wrote the book, <laughs> finding stuff is not that hard. So I think they've done a very good job of taking a very, a potentially complicated rule set, but with clever use of AI, simplifying it into a very enjoyable thing, even for casual gamers. Yeah, I think the uh, only thing that, well, I mean, using casual gamer loosely, because a lot of times you, most casual gamers maybe aren't into fantasy or, you know, that kind of thing, which, you know, is a, a fantasy RPG kind of setting. Um, I think for Megan, I know um, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit to, again. Uh, it's first night back. We'll get there. <laughs> Let us ramble for one night, please. <laughs> We're just happy to be talking. <laughs> Screw that hour. We're pushing two tonight. Um, I think for for Megan, as a you know, she still calls herself a casual player. I think she's given up that title a while ago, but uh, she won't let me say. You that. can't force a new <laughs> yeah. title onto us. Yeah. So um, I think the 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 thing that she has a problem with with this game is the downtime. Definitely. That, so it, that starts to really get to her, especially since these no. are these are. <laughs> longer sessions so that doesn't help either because it's 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 not your you know we're not it's not a 15 20 minute game we're done uh we're talking hours here well yeah but <laughs> we sit back we talk we yeah. we eat i mean we socialize if we just wanted to straight out grind this you know i still think we'd be hitting two plus oh, hours. it would be easy. definitely over an hour yeah. yeah and and this is having it set up before you guys get here yeah. still so um anyway so yeah, I mean, it can be, it can definitely be taught to a casual gamer that has some interest in this, or maybe has like wanted to know about the RPG side of things, but doesn't want to sit down 
in an RPG campaign. This has definitely has strong elements Mm -hmm. and then has the gamification on top of it. So, and, and it does, like you said, once you start getting your stride, once you start understanding how your cards work, once you start understanding the initiative thing, which we should probably talk about a little bit. So you had mentioned it for, for your initiative, the monsters are going to get a random card flipped and it'll have their initiative on it and what they can do that turn. Uh, for you, you have a set number of cards always, uh, depending on your character. Uh, I think mine's like 11. I think Megan's is like nine or something like that. Depend- so depending on your character, you have a set number of cards that you have available to you and you choose two cards out of those that you're going to use a turn. So you choose them. There's a, a multiple things that you're looking at on a card. Every card has is a multi-use. There's a top and a bottom. Uh, the two cards you pick, you're going to use one of the tops on one of them, and then the other card you would use the bottom. So, uh, And then in the middle of each card is a number. And so the lower the number, the sooner you're going to go. So you choose those two cards. You might like the abilities on, on both of them for what you're picking, but your initiative might not be that great. Uh, it might be something like a 60 and a 70 or something, you know, and so you got to decide, am I going later? Am I going at the 70 mark or am I going at the 60 mark? Or you might have like, you know, a couple cards that maybe don't mesh well together, but you got one really good card and your other one is your, you know, lets me go at 12. So you might play those two together. So you get to go earlier. So you, you pick those combinations and, and decide when you're going to go. The other nice thing about them is because some of these cards, if you use the ability, it either goes in your discard or it's lost. And if it's a card that that's lost, then obviously you're not going to have a potential to get it back unless you have a special card or somebody in the party has a special card that lets you do that. Uh, but I'm special. <laughs> but lost generally means you're done. Out of the and, game. Out of the game. And once you get to a point where you can't play two cards, you're exhausted. So you basically uh, – you, your character isn't dead – but they're exhausted and, and basically done. Uh, you can't you can't play anymore. Uh, so you got to kind of manage your cards really well. So if you were potentially going to use a card that was going to get lost, but the situation has changed by the time it's come around to you, you can always use a card. The top of a card as a general attack, and you can always use the bottom of a card as a general move. And if you switch it that way. That makes it so that card's not lost. So you do have the potential to use it later if your opportunity that you were trying to put together changes by the time your turn comes around. You can go, okay, well, that screwed up my plans, but I'm not going to lose this card because of it. So that's kind of cool as well, that you have that option to kind of change on the fly. I mean, it's not a it's not a great attack. It's not a great move, but you don't lose the card that way, and you don't get screwed out of a card that you had planned everything around that turn. Mm-hmm. So that all of that stuff is kind of good. So I'm really impressed. So mechanically, just talking, going back to just mechanically, I'm really impressed with this game, with the amount of mechanics that are in there. And the asymmetrical side of the different characters. I mean, granted, we haven't played all the characters, but you know, we, we have the ones that we picked and I think they've done, I can't even fathom like the spreadsheet that must be out there or something <laughs> that, that made this game as balanced as it feels. I mean, we've had plenty of times where we're like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to come. And we've like squeaked by part of that though comes, comes to their writing. And of their scenarios, and this is 
jumping ahead a little bit, mm-hmm. but the, the standard is the boss. Find the boss mm-hmm. or or meet your goal. But the goal, and this would be a much worse game if the goal was always board wipe, kill yeah. everything. Yep. It's not always it. Sometimes it's go for a, well, I call it a speed run, when you don't need to kill everything, right. when you have a specific goal. Find this or kill this one thing. Yep. Yeah. And in in one case, like halfway through Jigsaw's Chain, spoilers, <laughs> we thought we were done. I was out. Megan was out. You were going to go out. It was just Sarah. And I was, I was, I was like, no, don't open that last door because I don't want the player knowledge when we go in again. <laughs> but I was voted down as I usually am. And we opened the door and there was nothing in that room. We had met our goals. We had explored every room because in the last room, the very last round, the very last activation, it was just an empty room. So they balance stuff by not making it re- be required to be the same thing every time and sometimes gives you uh at the time i thought it was kind of cheesy but but lucky but in retrospect different enjoyable outcomes are needed mm-hmm. it's not just a table wipe every time yeah so i mean and and we've we've lost a scenario or two along mm-hmm. the way we don't play there are hardcore rules so you could do permadeath and stuff like that uh where and and the, the, in that instance if you're exhausted you you're exhausted, but your character stays on the board. You can still be attacked. And then if you die, then you got to create a new character or whatever. So, but we, we just play the, the regular rules for now. And, but I don't think we've had, I don't think we've had a ton of deaths. I know we've had a, a quite a few exhaustions. I know we've come close. Like this last game, we came close to, uh, at least I think two of us dying. In this last game, I, I had a very noble sacrifice and I did actually go down due to damage. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, because remember, I went in there and I popped my nuke, and then I just let everybody beat me up, so you guys could catch up. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, so there is even when you think, and we've had multiple scenarios where we we're just like, all right, let's just get ready for the next time, you know, scramble for gold or something, you know, something like that. Um, so that you know, so they reparty up and come do it again, I guess. And we've squeaked out wins and come down to, yeah, I would have been exhausted next round or, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Or, uh, yeah, if, uh, the tinkerer can get over here and heal me for at least two points and nothing else smacks me, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, I mean, so it's been very tight. And like I said, I, I am thoroughly impressed with how everything has fit together. Again, once you start understanding everything, but how everything fits together, how, um, working your character, I will say, I think to a, a person among us, maybe not you, I, I don't know how you felt about your character, for, but it, for like the first few, I don't know, three to five plays, I didn't know how I felt about my character because you're figuring out. I I always have the tendency to play a figure, finger wiggler, so I'm pl- I'm playing the spell weaver, <laughs> uh, so I I very much like that. What it took me two or three plays to figure out was the way initiative works, and I am a finger wiggler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't open the doors. <laughs> I'm very attached to my character now. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, lo- I love my character, and I'm kind of, I'm not sure how I feel about the potential of it retiring anytime soon. And, you know, uh, JT over at the GameCrafter, they're playing as well, and they're well ahead of us, of course. But he's kind of said the same thing. He had to finally retire his character, and he's like, the first 
like two or three plays of the next character, he's like, oh man, I want mm-hmm. my old character back. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he, now he's at a point where he's like, I love this character. So there is going to be that, that kind of getting to know your character phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like, like I'm playing the Craig Hart and the Craig Hart has like three different ways it can go. It can be a tank. It can kind of be a healer. It can, it can be ranged. It can be melee. I mean, it, it's, it's all over the place. And so Depending on how you pick your cards, you could go one way or the other, but until you figure that out, you're kind of, at least I was, I was like, I got cards all over the place. I'm like, all right, uh, right now I'd love to do a, a melee attack. Oh, I, I got rid of that one card. Mm-hmm. Now I've got mostly range, but then I got this guy over here that boosts my melee still, but it's a good initiative card, <laughs> you know, that kind of crap. So it, it took me a while. It took me three to five plays but I really love the Craig Hart character now, and I'm kind of sad that there's a potential of retiring it. Yeah, and three check marks. <laughs> I I retire my Spellweaver. Yeah. So and and so again, that's that's another thing. It's um you know it's it's a cooperative game. We're all in a party together, but it's kind of weird sometimes how they did because so you, you can't share gold, you can't share yeah. items. Um, once you get them, they're yours. You're, you're just like, you mm-hmm. know, you're, it's, it's a team of hoarders. <laughs> we share Sheriff nothing. Right in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we share nothing. And then you also get, like we talked about earlier, but your own personal battle goal, which could be, you know, whatever it could be like, uh, don't collect any money this game, this, for this scenario. Uh, it could be like, and that just makes the rest of the party angry. Yeah. It could be just <laughs> be the first person to open every door or whatever, you know, just all these little things. And so sometimes that works against the party, right? Cause you're like, I mean, we've sat there and gone, no, dude, you can do this right now, dude, but I don't want to. <laughs> You know, it's like, and, and you know, without you kind of get into that. You, you Sarah's have, had that twice. Yeah. You, you kind of get to oh. the point where you kind of go, Oh, your battle goal doesn't let you. <laughs> and I think it was, it was, it was the last game. I was like, you yep. know, you don't get those check marks if we lose, right? That's right. Cause that's where we're at. Right she now. was, she was going to let us die for the sake of her battle goal until we pointed <laughs> out that nobody gets the check mark if we lose. <laughs> so yeah, you're not getting it either way. Just step um, on the coin. <laughs> and then of course you have a, a retirement goal, which, uh, again, could be a bunch of different things. It's like kill X number of something or get so many check marks or I mean there's there's a lot of different ones so and those are all kind of supposed to be kind of like private to you kind of things um, that but they somewhat affect your decision right if if you know let let's say Jordan's got the battle goal to be you know kill the first thing in every room I don't I don't know if that's one but I'm you know whatever say so you got uh, you say you have that and let's say I've got the, I need to kill X number of cultists to retire. And if I'm looking to maybe hit my retirement goal or something like that. So, you know, the door might get popped. I might rush in and try to kill a cultist if it's there first. And then Jordan's going to be like, ah, I wanted that check mark for you. Now I'm not going to get the check mark because you killed the first guy in the room or mm-hmm. what, you know. So there's all these little things that can potentially, you know, your, your personal things that make this cooperative Slightly, slightly competitive. competitive at times. So again, there's there's a whole whole lot of things going on here that I think they've done really well, and they all mesh really well together. From a mechanical standpoint, the only thing that bothers me is, and this is, it's not a fail. <laughs> I will say it's a failure because it doesn't make sense. So I don't know if everybody has it, but I have a card that hands out curses to the monsters. Mm-hmm. But since there's just a generic deck for the monsters, I might do damage to a skeleton. The curse goes into the generic deck, 
We wipe out the skeletons, but for some reason, the shambling mound that's just walking around <laughs> suddenly is cursed, too, because he's or she is the one that draws the card. That's the only thing that doesn't track for me. Oh, cards. That's the one thing that makes this... I mean, I love dice. I have a big <laughs> die collection. But this being the randomness of the card draw, it's a very simple mechanical change rather than giving you some d20s, a full polyhedral, whatever, making everybody, making every class have a different damage die or something to randomize. It's just cards. Everybody starts off with a the, basically the same array of cards, and then as you perk up, you get to change that. But there's always some positives and always some negatives, and it's go until you're forced to reshuffle. And how whatever you draw, that's the randomness that is is different than just rolling your dice. And I think that's a very good way of making itself stand out from the more dice-driven RPGs. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a, a a good thing that makes it stand out from like the Pathfinder series and stuff like that. Um, the other thing, you know, we haven't talked about it a bunch, and I, and I want to get off of this and go on to rules, but the legacy side of things, we should talk at least a little bit mm-hmm. about what makes it legacy. So, um Again, um, it comes with stickers. You can get removable stickers. The app does a great job of tracking stuff if you don't want to use all that other stuff as well. But the aspect of which characters you uh, play and then if they reti- their retirement goals, some of them give you a different character to unlock that now is in the potential pool to play. That's one of the legacy pieces. Uh, depending on which adventure set, which path you go down, it'll fork. Um, and so you might cut yourself off from some things that you could have potentially, uh, some scenarios you could have done if you would have went a different way. It's kind of a choose your own adventure style in that. Yeah. Aspect. There's like what 90, 95 potential scenarios yeah, in the first like book mm-hmm. and there's an expansion adding like 15 or 20 more. But depending on how you do, you, you might not see them all. Yeah. You, well, you're not going to see them all. <laughs> right. Um, and then you're the cards that we were talking about. So, uh, first, every time you level up, you get to choose a card from that level or lower, one card every time you level up from that level or lower, and there's multiple cards to choose from at each level usually, that you can add to your potential deck. So there's a bunch of cards that can be in your deck. You, you're only allowed to have, so like I said, I think my character is 11. So I'm, I have access to, I don't know, 15, 16 cards, I think, something like that. Um, but I can only take 11 with me each scenario. So I have to choose the 11 that are available to, available to me. Now there's a bunch that I haven't unlocked yet. And then on top of that, if you're a rich SOB, <laughs> you can actually upgrade cards. Well, that took us... <laughs> 12 plays to figure out. <laughs> well, we actually, we kind of know it. Just none of us have ever had the money. Yeah, that gets expensive. Because <laughs> it is super expensive to expand. Now, I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what path it is. I don't know if we potentially already blocked it off already. But JT said that he played one where the reward was gold to specifically upgrade a card. That's how you had to spend it. Maybe we'll see that in the future. Well, at that point, sure I need heck. somebody to drop like 150 gold <laughs> for my cheapest card. Yeah, because we sure can't afford that right now. No. <laughs> Not even close. Um, we got to go do some grinding. Yeah, we got to do some random dungeons or something. Just grind gold. <laughs> Bring me 25 dinosaur heads. But yeah, so you can... So oh, the one cool thing, I didn't think of this. JT said that they, because I asked he, I asked him about upgrading cards and stuff, and if they how how often they did it, and that's when he told me about that. Because uh, it, and it's kind of funny, like playing this game. Even JT and I won't get into specifics 
because we don't want to spoil anything for anybody mm-hmm. else's might have path you might not have gone. So it's like very it's like we're playing the same game, but we're trying to be as generic as hell about talking about stuff so that we don't spoil anything for each other. But I didn't think of this. What he said, um he said the only time anybody ever just upgraded a bunch of cards to upgrade cards was when they had to retire the character. Yep. They they sold everything, upgraded the cards, and I was like, well, why? They're not playing that anymore. And he's like, no, but the next person, because it's a legacy game, mm-hmm. whoever gets, gets that, that type that of character again card. is going to... I was like, oh, uh, duh. That was my dub moment. I was like, that is awesome. That is exactly what you should do. So, yeah. So, that was kind of interesting. So, I had I don't know why that never occurred to me. See, that's why I've been debating doing that, <laughs> retiring my Spellweaver, and then just taking... A spell weaver again. <laughs> oh, that feels like cheating, though. It does, <laughs> but I really like my spell weaver. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I love the Craigheart, but I'm gonna try something else when the time comes. Yeah, me see too, what else is going but... on. Okay, so we already talked about rules. Maybe we can we can kind of glance over it a little bit since we spent a lot of time in mechanics. But rules again. It's a 52 page book. You read through. I think. Uh, like Jordan said, like I, I read through it a couple different times. Uh, you you get a good foundation. Uh, you can definitely start playing, but there's going to be some questions that come up. I think that's that's for every game, really. But because you are dealing with like 52 pages, uh, it might feel a little daunting at times if you're the person trying to look all that stuff up. But again, uh, there's some great things. Uh, there's some great reference cards that we get. This back page is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, about like a lot of things you might like, what does this symbol mean or something like that? The back page is awesome. Uh, you know, what level are we at and how much gold do we get for each one of these we pick up or, you know, how much XP do we get at the end? You know, all that kind of stuff. Back page is, is awesome. and can get you through a lot. There's still going to be some stuff to look up, but I don't think it's horrible. I think the only thing that is horrible for figuring out is monster movement AI. I think that's kind of a pain, but, and I'm still not 100% sure that we do it right 100% of, you know. <laughs> yeah, even with the spoiler-free fact, there's just a lot of great. I, I don't know how much, how many things, different things I've I've watched, and I don't, you know. So you just uh, do your best, commit to something, as long as it's fair and be makes consistent. sense. Yeah, yeah. Be, and you're consistent with it. I think you'll, you'll be fine. And I think we tend to err on the side of... Making it harder for ourselves. For, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we I think we do. I think, uh, you know, we're like, yeah, I don't think the monster will go there. But, you know, it's out there. And I've, again, I, I've watched things. I've I've read it. And, and I've got, like, there's a... Somebody tried to put together a little diagram for, you know, this. And I'm like, it's still iffy to me Hmm. like where the branch goes and stuff like that so the the monster movement ai is the only thing that i don't necessarily 100 percent like because it doesn't always it doesn't click well with me for some reason but other than that i mean everything else and then again we've we've kind of pushed through that and we've got a consistent way that we do it and like i said i think it makes it maybe a little bit harder for us but that's fine uh it's consistent and that's the way we do it and we when we're playing we can you know, move forward, know what we're going to do and, and, uh, keep the game moving. So, uh, other than that, like I said, rules are, rules are good. Yep. Um, uh, again, for what it is and for how much is going on and for all the different things and all the different questions, especially with us playing with two casual gamers, uh, that come up, uh, I think we keep it moving fairly well and the rule book has helped us do that. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, teachability. So again, I, I think, you know we're we're playing with two casual gamers and and us 
I think teaching it has gone fairly well. I think it's just getting past the initial flow of, you know, the top of the card, the bottom of the card, choosing two cards, you know, all that. But once you get into that flow, it's like, okay, I got to choose two cards and I'm going to use the top of one and the bottom of the other and one of them I'm going to choose for my initiative. And the card itself pretty much tells you what you're going to do. So it's not like... You're like, okay, I'm going to, what is my special ability again? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not doing any of that because it's all on the card. You are maybe looking up a few symbols, but again, back of the rule book, those symbols are there. Those are the ones, and that little reference card you get. And that also does a brief, you know, here's what this does. So I think teachability for such a complex game is pretty good um, for the base of the game. I concur. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So replayability. There's a crap ton of replayability here. <laughs> Even if you hit a home run every time you play and you never fail, again, we mentioned there's a potential 95 plus 15 or 20 more scenarios uh, if you get the expansion. And while it is legacy-ish, you can kind of defeat that. because It's not a hard legacy game like Risk or Pandemic where – you write on boards and you tear up cards and stuff like that. You can go into this and you're not going to remember everything by the time you're done. But if you just remember key decision points and say, well, we did this, let's do this now. You will potentially unlock a different set, a different path. So that combined with there's what, 12 characters, 15, something like that. Total. Yeah. I would say at least 15. Yeah. Combined with, you know, the, the variable goals each, each, uh, each session and then the, the retirement goals for everybody. There's a lot of replayability here and definitely a lot of, it can be a bit of a grinder. You know, it, it can get kind of mathy, especially near the end game when everybody's down to just one or two hit points and you, you really want to make sure you have the most optimal turn it can get a little mathy, but Despite being a bit of a grinder, it's something that I always walk away from enjoying and I always am excited to set our next date. So it it not only has the potential for replayability for me, it has the uh, I have a desire for for the replayability of Mm -hmm. the game. So, yeah. So um, there's like the one thing that we don't do is, you know, it actually comes with a big fold out mm-hmm. board of a map and you're supposed to put stickers on like this is where I've unlocked and where I haven't. Mm-hmm. And and that's just table space that we don't need to take up. <laughs> so we never we never pull it out because uh, you know whatever. We 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 know where we're going. We read the Here's our dining table and here's our Gloomhaven table. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So uh we we don't do that and like I said we track everything on the on the app anyway which uh there are there's some good apps out there uh t- to help you along the way. So replayability as far as wanting to replay from the beginning, I actually wouldn't mind that mm-hmm. um, with a different character, a different, you know, group or whatever. Uh, I would, I would be okay with that replayability as far as going through the campaign. I'm right there with you. Like I said, you, I love when we can get together when we, all our schedules match and, and what we end every night trying to make sure we set up the next one. And, uh, and I look forward to it. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a, a great game that I've enjoyed so far. Uh, I've enjoyed playing it with uh, you guys and discovering the different things that we discover along the way and unlocking new, you know, all those little mm-hmm. things that we get to do along the way. Even 
silly things like reading a, a city event and a road event. Vermlings just fuck Oh, I hate vermlings. Oh. <laughs> there is one character that's a vermling. I'm never playing that. Oh, damn vermlings. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the replayability is is high. And, and I, I don't think, I mean, this is a hundred plus dollar game. Uh, like I said, it's like 22 pounds. That might sticker shock some people, but I can tell you, I mean, they might, if, if you enjoy this style of game and if you can get a group together to play it on a, like I said, we play like monthly. We If we can get in extra, we will, but we try to at least play once a month. I think, you, I mean, you'll, You'll get your money out of it. Like, oh, without a doubt. A, a few sessions, not even. I have games on my through. shelf that I paid significantly less for, but I still haven't got 15 games out of. Yeah. You know, your ROI on this just goes down every <laughs> play. It's. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, we had been tying in how many times will you play in a row with replayability? That one, you know, I mean, we played two scenarios in a night. Um, that's, that was our, yeah, that was the learning scenario that no, we, no, there was no? that one night we played, you, you guys came over super early and we played two back. Oh, back. that's I, right. That's right. Um, that was a little much. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is definitely multiple times a month, but not a night. <laughs> right. But again, it's because it is, I mean, one session is going to last you a while. And again, between there's going to be breakdown and setup because, you know, you have to set up the tiles for the next scenario and all that kind of stuff. So, while I wasn't upset that we did two in a row, it's definitely nicer. I would rather get together more often than mm-hmm. try to cram multiple in one evening. But again, I would definitely play multiple in a row. Like, hey, let's play this like two times this week or something. You know, I, I, w- I would be there for that. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just don't, don't have the energy for that long of a session anymore. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not that. It's just, well, that's where going back to my thought that it's grindy. It, I get done and I'm happy, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to schedule the next one. But since you brought it up, I mean, I did feel <laughs> drained because we did like a, like that was like six hours, mm-hmm. admittedly with food and chit chat and whatnot. But that yeah, was we, like I mean, we six broke hours of Gloomhaven and, yeah. and that was, that was enjoyable in the moment. But then. <laughs> After six hours of sitting at that table in those chairs, not really moving around <laughs> yeah. and being hunched over and no, that's yeah. a break. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I will play it as, as often as I can, just not necessarily the same day mm-hmm. <laughs> or there's got to be quite a bit of a break between sessions or whatever. Sushi does. Sushi does. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to I was going to leave that till the end, but yeah. So you should always <laughs> end a session with sushi dice. Because that'll get your energy back up. It does. It it does. <laughs> All right. Theme. I don't think it's any surprise that this is a theme that appeals to you and I. I mean, we've been along, you know, we've, we've always liked fantasy style games and, mm-hmm. and we're both old school RPGers. And and uh, so I don't think uh, it's it's any surprise that we enjoy the theme. Now, for everything that they put together with the mechanics and everything, is it? painted on or does it fit i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your mind and i'm gonna say both really because all right um they give you a little bit of fluff about what gloomhaven is Mm -hmm. and they've built this town of gloomhaven and these unique to gloomhaven races and character classes Mm -hmm. and monsters and stuff like that so what they wanted to build for gloomhaven 
gives you a very strong sense of what this world is, even though, you know, it's not a Pathfinder or a D&D supplement. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't have a big art book, you know, or anything like that. But everything that does have art gives you a sense of this place you're in. Mm-hmm. The tiles are a little generic. You know, mm-hmm. here's here's a generic hall. Here's a generic cave. But that's not a real detractor because it still lets you have a little bit of the theater of the mind. Um, so thematically, I think it is a strong – it gives you this step into this world of Gloomhaven. However, if when they get done their third edition of this, <laughs> they decided to go Paizo and say, we're going to make Starhaven, you could immediately retheme this. Keep all the mechanics, change some keywords, and immediately retheme it. And if you're a hardcore sci-fi person instead of a hardcore fantasy person, I think it would be equally as enjoyable. For presenting Gloomhaven as an experience, thematically very strong okay yeah I, I i can see what you're saying i guess i don't i don't think of painted on in that aspect though i mean i you can say that about a lot of games but and i have yeah no well i mean i i just think generally Th- you this can is say not a theme for the sake of having pretty pictures right you know this is i i, I don't think that i think this was it feels designed in in tandem and mm-hmm. like mesh together. It doesn't feel like somebody had a set of mechanics and they needed a theme and it doesn't really feel like here's my theme. Uh, I can throw any mechanics at it. It, mm-hmm. it feels thought out. It feels yes. well thought out and, and designed. And, and that's usually what I think of on the painted, uh, painted on side of things. So I don't think it's, I don't, it doesn't feel painted on to me at all. I do. I mean, I agree with you. Cause, and again, just about, any game you can kind of do that. There, there is some way that you can retheme just about any game uh, to make it something else, and, and and that won't take away from the fact that the theme that they designed that game with works so well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where this falls. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You could, you know, we could come up with a Shadowrun variant if we really wanted to. You know, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't feel like they were separate and brought together. It mm-hmm. feels like it was very well thought out. I don't, I don't feel the, any painted on at all. I think. Yeah. yeah this was a project, right. A yeah. whole project yeah. from the get go. Yep. And I, I love the theme and I, and I think it flows very well throughout the game. All right. So our, our last, we finally come to our fun factor slash overall. You probably realize by now that Jordan, and I hate this game. <laughs> It's like the worst game we've ever played, and I wish somebody gave me my money back. If it wasn't for our women <laughs> wanting to play this, I would have yeah. kicked it to the curb a long time ago. <laughs> this is by far my favorite game of 2018. That's when we started playing it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely have to agree with you. You know, we've we've tried a lot of different things. We've played a lot of different things. We, and now we've we've got some great games that we kind of go back to uh, when when the four of us get together. Uh, and you know, on nights where we may not play Gloomhaven, play something else, um, there are, are definitely favorites. Uh, you know, we, we get Tokaido out all the time. No, Takanoko. 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 Yeah, we, we, ha- we haven't gotten the girls to play Tokaido yet, or at least Megan hasn't. Well, Sarah did one time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
tried to. I thought you would. Uh, but yeah, Takanoko's one, Pandemic the Cure. You know, we always play Sushi Dice, even on mm-hmm. Gloomhaven evenings. You know, so we've, we've got all of these games that have uh, kind of become staples for the four of us to play. But this, not only in in that grouping, but just generally things that, that I've played in 2018, this is by far... Yeah, the again the bang for the buck and and the enjoyment I get out of it and just the I mean, you know, those tense, close, I don't know if we're gonna make it games that we've been having le- recently, all that kind of stuff. It, it has been very enjoyable. And again, if you if you like the you know, if you like an RPG, if you like the RPG genre, this is a good one to try. Uh if you're on the fence about legacy, because I, I am. I'm not a big fan of the idea of most legacies, but I, I've got to say for this one, again, I, I've got the removable stickers. We haven't even gotten to use those yet. I, we use the app. We're basically playing it like it's not a legacy for the most part. I mean, eventually we're going to have to upgrade our cards and, and whatnot, but I have the removable stickers for not that. Not the way we get gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I still, I have the removable stickers for that. Uh, but even if we had to throw regular stickers on everything, I mean, there's no way, like you said, I, I've got games here that I enjoy and I, and I paid a lot less and I, and I know I enjoy them. Uh, but I haven't gotten the, you know, 15 plus plays out of it and, and we're still going strong and, and looking at more plays of, of Gloomhaven and then, you know, they got the expansion on the way when it finally gets here. I mean, this is a game, if you play once a month, will literally last you for years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yes, uh, Fun Factor is through the roof for me. Definitely, like I said, we started playing it in 2018. Uh, One of my favorites, easily, uh, from 2018. And uh, coming into 2019, uh, 2019 has some competition. (laughs) And I say that knowing that a Big Trouble in Little China game released last year. And that is my (laughs) all-time favorite IP. (laughs) Uh, all right, there you go. So um, that is uh, Gloomhaven. You know, they see they, there's one of the things I forgot from each. Remember, we we're supposed That's to say right. the name of the game from That's each section. Right. Sorry, we're getting back into it. Uh, we were a little. All oh, over I thought the place that was sometimes. just a Mixler requirement. Oh, that was just a Mixler <laughs> requirement. Okay. Uh, but no, we'll um, get back into the flow of reviewing things here. Oh, it wasn't horrible. We were a little all over the place a at times, bit, but oh, well. but that was. It was a hard game to come back to form on because yeah. everything leads to a different section. Yeah. Gloomhaven. I mean, it was, it, it was an easy one for us to review because we played a lot of it, but it was a hard one to review as the first one back because it, yeah, it has so much going on. <laughs> uh. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to what we're watching. So, um, Again, I had to uh, confer with Jordan before we started because I couldn't remember what our limitation was because <laughs> it's been so long. So five, right? You said we up, well, that, up that up was to our five limit. per yeah. segment. Okay. However, so uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? First? I'll go first okay. because I um, actually had to stretch a bit to find the four. I think I got on my list. I only got up to three, <laughs> so I have totally fallen off of TV as a media if it doesn't come on. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu, or I should say Netflix or Prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have Hulu. We watch stuff and we're going through the usual DC stuff, but see, we stopped and I, I, I can't tell you why. I'm on the bubble. If I still record it, cause like I have that play on thing where it records mm-hmm. off. The, so I've got it's all recording, but it, for me, it is Supergirl 
that keeps the rest of them going. Yeah, Supergirl is pretty good. Uh, that is my I mean, favorite of the DC shows. We're after Christmas. We've been trying to catch up on Arrow, and I I don't. Why? <laughs> why does this show exist? Just let him be a guest character on the other shows because Arrow. This is two years in a row now where it's just been shit, and this <laughs> show exists only because they want seven primetime shows a week. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Punisher season two. And it's very disappointing. I, uh, I'm bored. Unless the back half of it gets much better, it's boring. Yeah. So that, that's on my list too. Cause we just kind of started it and we're, I don't know, three or four episodes in, but I have the same thing. It was like, I, I think you and I talked about it before and, and they're all canceled now. And Punisher is going to be, I'm assuming right after this, mm-hmm. but. When I did that whole back-to-back of all the seasons that I hadn't watched yet, because there's a bunch of them that Megan just finally said, nah, I'm never going to watch it. Go ahead. So I I back-to-back a bunch of seasons things, and it was pretty much you just lifted the scripts, mm-hmm. put them over in the other one. It's all the angsty, I don't want to be and, – and, and going into second or third season kind of stuff, you should be past all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that got irritating to me. And, but it's – it's like all of the all of the seasons. I, I I'm getting. I'm also was was getting tired of the. You have to earn the special end that everybody raves about, and you earn that by all the shit that is boring and tedious. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll do like this little climb, and then last maybe three episodes is amazing and and that's where everybody goes it was worth the no it you know okay season 1 same reason fine. why I stopped stopped agents of shield yeah so i'm right there with you so episode 3 or 4 i can't remember which one was was a little okay but i'm like there's i'm not interested in the side story that they got going on with the guy that well, escaped well what's the side story though I, is it crossbones or is it the girl yeah. cuz they're not giving yeah, it's it's just all over the place. Yeah, and and so I mean I'm not that that far into it yet. We're not that because Megan and I are actually watching that one together. Uh, but I I completely agree with you. And it's like I'm just at a point like Shane, stop being angsty. You know you were wrong with Rick and Laura. So stop. <laughs> you know I'm all for applied <laughs> violence because if done right, Cassavetes, if done right, it can add to the show. But this is not done right. It yeah. is violence because he's the Punisher, not because it's the Punisher inflicting his will. Like in the first season, the violence was, to, as I remember, the same, but it had a point. Mm-hmm. Right now, this show is somewhere between Iron Fist and Defenders for me as the third worst in the <laughs> t- bottom three of what they've provided. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm there with you so far, but I'm not far in. Because season four of The Magicians have started, we have gone back and started watching season one. Yes. <laughs> because we finished season one, and then it just fell off our radar. Yeah. We actually had the season two DVDs from the library at our house for three months. But then we got tired of the nasty grams. Uh, please return it. Just give it back. Somebody else wants <laughs> So, but... Everything except for four is on Netflix, so that's that's a little easier. Mm-hmm. And then Keanu Reeves turned <laughs> a fairly successful comeback, uh, especially for a low-budget first movie, into replicas. Whatever credit he had 
garnered himself in Hollywood and he produced it. So he put his own money and name on the line, even more so than just starring in it. And it's only January. And I haven't seen every movie released in January, but this is by far early contender for possibly the worst movie of the year. <laughs> I don't know what its rating is on Rotten Tomatoes, but if it's like double digits, people need to give their heads a shake. <laughs> this is a horrible fucking movie, and it should never have been made. And that's that. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, we have not started watching season four of Magicians yet, but I'm happy it's on. Season two, I was a little iffy on. It's a little too angsty for me, but uh, we've enjoyed that show too. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching season four. We just finished the uh, the app where they went to the Antarctic to learn how to use magic mm, without yep, their voice. Yep. And after the third or fourth makeout scene with tight fitting asses <laughs> or tight fitting latex around asses up in the air, Sarah was like, "A lot of making out for a YA book." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we already talked about Punisher. Uh, so we're power-watching the Americans, mm. and we've been enjoying that. So I think, like, like, we just started that not, well, I mean, a few months ago now or whatever. I think we're finally up to season five. So we're getting close. I think it's only seven seasons, if I remember right. So we've been enjoying that uh, quite a bit. That's that's kind of been up until uh, Punisher came out. That's kind of been our our power watch up until now. So now we're splitting time between the two. I love that too because it's like it's all all eighty stuff. So it's just suddenly like songs you haven't heard in a while start popping up and you know, all their like disguises and stuff and like the the fashion and all that kind of, it's kind of funny. Let's see. And then I just uh, randomly grabbed a couple other things that I had watched but because uh, I was trying to fill out the list. I did watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I was surprisingly okay with. I thought see, that was pretty good. I was really excited for that to come out. Yeah. And then, hey, surprise, surprise, I got sick. <laughs> and so it, it just never got on our radar. But I understand that it was um, very well received, surprisingly well received from what I understand. Uh, and they've already, I think they've gone, uh, two more requests for seasons. two and three. Yeah. 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 They put out the, I think they, uh, they requested the, the holiday. And then right as the holiday was released, I think, uh, on Netflix, that's when they made the announcement that they picked it up. Yeah. For like two more seasons. So yeah, I, I was, uh, I was surprised. But so here's the thing like, I watched Riverdale mm -hmm. and I went into Riverdale thinking, oh, this is, gonna be a shit show uh but i actually like riverdale i mean there's you know it's it's campy and it's you know it's a little cwe you know um and and so is this a little bit but although they do focus quite a bit on on some of the adults and and uh, sabrina as well but i mean you know it's, it's her you know she's the starring role so and it's, it's definitely not the uh teenage the, witch yeah the teenage witch version uh so i I went into it probably thinking I would enjoy it because Riverdale surprised me so damn much. And, and I did. I, I, I enjoy it very much. I'm looking forward to the next season. I don't think Megan's watched it, though. And then I put this one on just because it was such a weird show. I watched the – Netflix has this, this – uh, one – no, two seasons, I think it was, of uh, – it's called Sick Note. Have you seen that one? <laughs> or No. You seen it? It's, uh, it's Ron Weasley. Okay. <laughs> As the uh, starring character. It's got Don Johnson in it and Lindsay Lohan later, like season two, I think she comes in. But basically, uh, uh, Ron plays this character. Oh, and it's got Nick Frost in it. 
Um, so Nick Frost plays the doctor that misdiagnoses uh, Ron as having cancer, and then and and Ron, you know, the he, guy plays like a, just a total slacker. You know, and his his girlfriend's breaking up with him. He's losing. You know, and he's they want to fire him at work. All that kind of crap. You know, and then he and, and but he works for the company that that the doctor diagnosed him from, or what? It's like a healthcare or something. I don't know, whatever. Uh, so he gets misdiagnosed. So he gets told he's got cancer. He goes in, and tells everybody he's got cancer and everything. Gets starts getting preferential treatment, and his girlfriend decides not to leave him, and he doesn't lose his job, and he becomes a poster child for cancer care or whatever. And then he. You know, Nick's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so he like blackmails him into, no, I, I've got cancer. And we're just going to figure out how I get cured later. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can keep all these benefits and stuff. So it's just, it's just a weird little show. It goes for two seasons or two seasons are out. I don't know if it's going to continue or not. But I power watched like these two seasons. Uh, and it was like just this weird little, I, I, I don't. It's one of those shows where it's like I don't know if I like really like this, but it's enjoyable enough. I'll give it this next season kind of thing, and so I just I just not gonna make a hard commitment, but I'll keep going. So I just put it on because it's just a quirky little show called Sick Note. It's like a one of those Netflix something you know, like Netflix has bought everything in the world now, so uh, it's a Netflix show, (laughs) and their prices are going up two (laughs) dollars. Yeah, and they're canceling a bunch of stuff. Yeah, well. That's a whole different episode, though, because they're canceling shit that should not be canceled. We could do a whole episode <laughs> things that Netflix should give another chance. Uh, but that is my list. So let's go to what we're reading slash listening to. I have a ridiculously small list. I I made almost made up something. No, I didn't make something <laughs> up, but I yeah. On the audiobook side, they're both audiobooks because <laughs> my physical books are stuff on program, uh, project management, and I don't mm-hmm. want to bore people with that. <laughs> so I'm listening uh, while I paint to Thousand Sons by Graham McNeil. It's a Horace Heresy Warhammer 30K book. Mm-hmm. Uh, tells uh, the tale of the slow but inevitable betrayal and their fall to chaos. Um, it's a good story. Uh, and then on my commute, when I'm not having tire blowouts, I've been listening to, or actually, that was my day, that was my day this morning on 63, you know, where the Ziegler cat dealership is. My tire blew out. <laughs> nice. Fuck you. <laughs> um, oh, shitty day today. Free the Darkness by Kelcade. This was a, hey, because you liked blah, blah. <laughs> Check out blah, blah. It was Free the Darkness by Kelcade, and it's um, kind of standard in that it's Superman who doesn't realize he's Superman because he's been trained to be Superman. He knows he knows all the weapons. He knows all the healing. He knows a little enough of the magic to get by. He knows, he knows everything, but he's 19, and he's been uh, sequestered his whole life. He's got no experience with women or the world outside the castle where he was trained. So he's a very dysfunctional character in society, but it's fast. It was only, I think it's only like 400 pages and it's well paced. And the, uh, the author does a good enough job of making his social awkwardness funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's you, you laugh at him as much as you laugh with him. In fact, he never laughs. So you're just laughing at him, 
but <laughs> in a nice way, like, oh, he's going to be really embarrassed when he figures out what tits are, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it was enjoyable. I think I gave it like four stars on Goodreads. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Okay. Uh, I haven't really been reading or listening to anything <laughs> for the most part. Uh, I had some voiceover scripts that I've done off and on. So I've, I've done some character work and stuff. So the, the, the one I did want to bring up though is, uh, the passion project that I've been doing for a while. This is actually, it's in its, uh, fifth and final season. This guy's been doing, uh, this machinima for five years. Uh, it's, and he's ready to wrap it up. <laughs> he's, nice. uh, he's still, you know, he's still in college or university. Still got your drill um, sergeant voice. <laughs> No, that's this. That's not the well. No, that's not this one. Okay. And so, uh, the episode episode seven for season five just released, and I'm coming back in episode eight as the big bad for the final season. Ooh. Uh, so that has been, and unfortunately, so he finally got to know you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was I was the big bad. I've been the big bad for a while now, but okay. I'm in and out. Uh, but this, you know, for the final season, I'm kind of. Uh, one of the big bads, I suppose. I think he's got a couple. So yeah, my my debut episode for season five is coming up. This next one that gets released. Uh, unfortunately for me, I was right on the end of a recovery, <laughs> so I thought it was kind of a weak performance. I I told him I was like here, here you know, because he had a, he had a deadline. I was like I and I think I and end up having him extend it like a week or two anyway because it was his deadline was right when I was in like no voice kind of deal. But I I did it and I sent it to him. And I was like here it is. If you want me to redo parts of it, let me know because it felt kind of weak to me. You know, as I said, I was just kind of getting my voice back. I was like, but if you need the whole thing recorded, that's cool. But if you could give me another week or two, because <laughs> uh, this this about killed me, <laughs> I think. Uh, but he said he listened to it thought it was awesome uh as was so he used it so uh i have and uh he plays the scripts pretty pretty tight so i have no idea what's going on next <laughs> uh he usually gives, gives a pretty tight turnaround and 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 so uh yeah i got this script uh i think while well, seven was already well in the works and uh episode eight will be coming out here soon so yeah uh the recruits uh it's uh lost hobo films with a z on youtube if you want to check that out that'd be cool uh like i said it's uh he's been doing it for like five years this is this is season five and it's going to be the final season and it's it's kind of cool it's the i don't know the amount of work that kind of goes into machinimas is interesting to me uh you know i just read some lines for scripts and stuff but then he gets a bunch of people together to body act and hot and halo and stuff like that to to make the episode so it's, it's kind of interesting i think he's uh he's going to school for film if i remember right so uh that's he wants to wrap this up and maybe start working on some live action stuff so it's kind of interesting so cool cool that is all i have for that so what we're playing i have two things <laughs> I have four, so you go first. You rock. Uh, I've pretty much been video games for the most part, other than, of course, we play Gloomhaven and and and, and Sushi Dice. <laughs> <laughs> and we had that one game night that one night. I think we broke out some party-style games and stuff. Uh, but primarily, I've been I've uh, 
been playing Sea of Thieves. I don't remember if I was playing that when we, I don't think it was when we went on hiatus or if I was, it was just getting into it. I can't remember when it came I out. I don't remember. So Sea of Thieves, playing a lot of that. I've downloaded and I've picked my yeah. avatar, but I haven't, I haven't had the time and or it's such a pain the health. The, the avatar alone is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so yeah, you've done a lot. <laughs> it's kind of funny actually right now. So I've, I've been playing this game, as you know, from like the beginning. Uh, and one of the big reasons I play it so much, and I, I actually did stream it for a little bit, but kind of stopped um, because I was kind of playing solo. And, you know, it's like one of those games where it's either there's a lot going on, there's not much going on kind of thing. But right now, all of the top streamers have jumped on board and they started playing it when not too long ago, all of them wouldn't give the game a time of day. Mm-hmm. But like one guy jumped on and got like 75,000 views for playing the game for a night. So now all of everybody, all the Fortnite streamers and stuff like that are now trying to play stream at uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, so the big reason I play is I, I enjoy the game. As you know, uh, it, the digital version is cross-play, which is nice. So it's actually something that Megan and I play together all the time. So I don't solo as much as I used to. Usually if I'm playing... Uh, it's Megan and I on a ship or there's some other people that Megan and I have met that we'll play with or I'll play with like after she's gone to bed or something like that. Um, but the, the big draw for me right now is the fact that Megan, it's a video game that Megan and I could play together. She plays on the Xbox. I play from my laptop. We're in the same room, but it's a, a shared experience and we've had a lot of fun with it and we enjoy it usually. There's some, fr- <laughs> there's some frustration levels like when people roll us like we're noobs. And we basically could just, you know what, dude, just where do you want me to put this treasure? Because clearly we're not going to keep it because there's somewhere I can put it for you. It'd just be easier for everybody involved. <laughs> uh, but we love that game. The other one I've gotten into hard lately is Ark uh, Survival Evolved, uh, which is the, it's been around forever. Um, still glitchy as hell, still laggy as hell. But <laughs> uh, I bought it on cheap, again, on, on the uh, Xbox side because it's cross-play on Xbox. Uh, Megan doesn't know if she wants to play it or not, but if she does, it's available. We can play. Uh, otherwise, I have some friends on the Xbox that play it. So they, um, I've been playing with them a little bit. I've been playing on a cross-play server because the servers they play are only Xbox, uh, which sucks because then I can't play from my laptop, which is, you know, our Xbox is in the in the main room mm-hmm. if megan wants to watch tv it's easier and it's something i'm not interested in it's easier for me to jump on my laptop than go uh i'd like to get on the xbox <laughs> you know um so i wish they played on crossplay servers but i so i've been soloing on a crossplay server i actually set up my tribe is called all us geeks on the crossplay server nice i'm uh playing on right now but it's like me <laughs> you know I'm, I'm playing solo so if anybody's on the xbox or the my so here's the thing that's good though because like uh, I think the first person that told me about it was JT. He st- he wanted to he he was playing, uh, but he got it from Steam, and of course I got it from Microsoft. And those two, even on PC, those two are not crossplay compatible. Uh, it's it's like Microsoft official servers that I get access to. I, I I'm wondering if we can't maybe you can play on unofficial servers. I'm wondering if we could maybe join the same unofficial server, but uh, official servers are separated. And uh, I got it like super cheap on one of the sales on the Xbox. And uh, unless it goes super cheap over on the Steam side, I'm not about to pick it up. 
but I've really been enjoying it. And again, it's been around forever. Uh, but basically it's a survival game. You know, it's the, the gathering and, you know, the building of your shelter and setting yourself up to survive with the twist that there are dinosaurs, both regular dinosaurs and tech dinosaurs. Uh, so you just kind of wake up naked with this little thing in your in your arm and your like, arm okay. in your arm yeah <laughs> uh and you're like where whatever map you're on you know i'm on the island so you wake up on the beach and you're like all right this is me oh there's dinosaurs coming at me oh there's piranhas in the water oh it's, oh well i gotta figure out how to build shelter and keep myself alive <laughs> uh and then you can tame the dinosaurs and of course the dinosaurs you tame make things easier gathering resources and all that kind of stuff and fighting and and whatnot so it's, it's been pretty cool um I've spent most of my time building. <laughs> so I've been building structures and bases and stuff. I got lucky and, uh, in game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 one of the things that's annoying about the game, but then once it, it's annoying and you hate it, but once you get the opportunity to do it, you do it because it's annoying and it's annoyed you the entire game. So, uh, is people can put down stone, just, just a stone pillar mm-hmm. and you can't build anywhere near it. So they'll pillar everything even if they're not building on it. So you can't build anywhere. So I got lucky when I came in and just a, not too far away from where I spawned in, there used to be like a big tribe that had a bunch of stuff pillared off, but like they all quit. So I got that area. So then I started pillaring shit so that I could build out my stuff. Uh, so it's, it's, it's annoying. Uh, you know, if you're not in a established tribe trying to go solo on an, on a busy map, you have a hard time finding anywhere that you can build a shelter for yourself. So that, that's annoying, but, and, and it's very laggy. The game is very laggy. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses like, okay, so I've made this same run four times in a row. Will I ever get to the door? <laughs> you know, cause you keep rubber banding back, but overall the game appeals to me, the, the building and the survival stuff. And the, I've, I've tamed some dinosaurs. I've raised a dinosaur, that, uh, a baby that once somebody sold me on the game. I haven't like, started breeding dinosaurs myself because that's all time consuming that I don't, I don't want to have time. Don't have time for dinosaur sex. Now that I've uh, finally got my dinos together that can get me metal, which is the main currency on my server. I just, I like buy everything. It's like, I need another one of this dinosaur. Who's one K. Sure. I'll give you a thousand metal for it. That's fine. I can get that in a couple hours. (laughs) versus the six hour plus to tame that dinosaur with the meat I have available to me. Cause that's the other thing. It's like, I don't, I don't have, I can't make the kibble, uh, which is the, <laughs> the, the kibble is what's the fast tame for something. If you can give it that the kibble it prefers, but you got to have certain eggs from dinosaurs to make that kibble. And then you have to have certain um, like vegetables and stuff. I don't have any vegetables. Nobody on my server wants to sell kibble like a lot of people make it but they're like no we don't sell it so it's like so i have to go for the the slower tame so it's usually like five or six down the list and by the time you get down there it's like oh you want this dinosaur that'll take you six hours to tame like i'm not spending six hours taming this dinosaur so i either wait for two times events or i just buy it (laughs) like screw it here it'll take me less than two hours to get the amount of metal you want Versus the six hours to tame it, and yours is better than the one I'm trying to tame anyway. <laughs> I'll take that deal all day. <laughs> anyway, so those are the two. I mean, I, it, I bounce back and forth between those two, and those are my two time sinks for the most part. In fact, Ark Survival, um, 
I started playing on my tablet as well because they have a tablet version, and that's where I actually learned the game better because the game has like zero tutorial, but the tablet version kind of has some tutorial stuff. So I did a whole bunch of stuff there and then brought what I learned, you know, different controls, but brought the mechanics and everything with me over to the actual game so that I could freaking survive. <laughs> All right. Done. Uh, I have a small list. As always, Call of Duty. <laughs> it's a great game if you don't put money into it. Might be my last Call of Duty. I'm just <laughs> too slow. Just, I think I'm, I have now slowed down. <laughs> Got there. Got there. Last, Last game, at least I was finishing in the top half of the board more often than not. I'm like, I don't always win. I rarely win. So if I get a top three, that's, that's an achievement. But since October here, I, it's like five, six, seven, five, six, seven, six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight. I get into the top half of the board is not always doable for me anymore. So might be, it's like either that or I start taking Ritalin. I don't know. (laughs) Nice. It's like in Sea of Thieves, Megan and I are always like for the PvP side of it. If we go ship to ship, and uh, we, we're hot on cannons, but as soon as somebody boards us, we know we're done because <laughs> the the hand to hand shit we suck at. So it's like we'll fire cannons at you all day. We'll sink you, buddy. Oh shit, you got on. You climbed our ladder. Well, fuck. All right, where do you want Here's our treasure? Our yeah, yeah, where do you want it? <laughs> and along with Call of Duty, also um, Mutant Year Zero. Yeah, I played a little bit of that. I I, I stopped, I think, when I started playing Ark, but yeah, I'm, I got to get back to that. I've stopped because it's apparently, I've, I've, I've put it on pause, because it's apparently a fairly crashy game. Yeah. And twice during, I mean, I'm only six, seven missions in, but twice during what is so far a long combat, it's crashed out on me. Where are you playing it? Xbox. Okay. I think I, I've got it on PS4, and I don't think it's crashed on me. Okay. Well, possibly I chose poorly. <laughs> but um, I like it. Uh, it's got a fairly engrossing story. And, you know, hey, everybody's a mutant. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. And once I've had a chance to uh, release some steam about it, <laughs> I will go back. The, the, on, the only thing I don't like about it, like, I, I enjoy it. And I like the XCOM as- aspects and I like the, I like the sneak being outside of the turn based stuff. Mm-hmm. I like all that. The thing I hate though is have you gone back to your city? To the arc? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that the dude has to cut scene talk you every, almost every time you go back. Oh, I, I, I don't that. even go up there anymore. <laughs> no. It's, no, it's when you enter the city, the, oh. the elder or whatever. No, he he only talks to me if I voluntarily go to to his shack. No, oh, not me. It's like every time I don't know if there's like I stay out long enough for certain transition points or whatever. But every time I go back, the first thing I have to do is listen to him talk, and it's like, dude, shut up! I'm just here to, to upgrade my weapon. I got two artifacts <laughs> and uh, you know enough bullet parts that I can upgrade my gun. Yeah. No, he uh, maybe it's the difference between PS4 and Xbox, and but he's not forced on me, and yeah, no, oh, I hate that. And uh, <laughs> his scenes are long. I yes. did it a couple times. And I'm like, wow, it's it's not even giving me a skip. Yeah, I regret talking to him, and that's but I'll do bit- it again. Oh no, I still regret talking to him. Yeah, I know. For me, it's like as soon as I try to pop there, I don't I don't even have to go to his 
damn tent. He's just like, hey, I'm in your face to tell you a story. It's wow, like, that oh, sucks. Stop. Uh, we were visiting my sister-in-law over the weekend, and my niece wanted to play Wits and Wagers, so we mm. played that. Nice. And uh, I came in third out of four, beating <laughs> only my eight-year-old niece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fun little family game. Yeah. It's... uh. I enjoyed it. There's uh, a couple different versions of it, and we had, well, the family edition. Um, it's fun. It's a good way to engage without having to gr- grind your brain a whole lot. Yeah, no, that's that was one of those games like at the store I could sell a ton of because I always I always uh, sold it as the trivia game for people that don't like trivia games, this, which this is, is me. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is the trivia game you need to get if you've got like X number of family members that hate trivia games. Mm-hmm. And I sold a ton of that game. <laughs> yeah. On the mini side, I've played a little bit of DC Universe miniatures uh, from Night Models. I'm trying to get some practice in because I'm in a tournament at Adepticon. 16-person tournament, still four slots over, open. So I think that really cuts down my chances of winning the big prize because <laughs> when I said for the first two days after registration, it was like 16 max, uh, like 10 available. I'm like, oh, if only six people are going to show up for this. Yeah, I might actually win something. But now it's like, no, no, there's like double digits people. <laughs> As I'm just going there to have fun at this point. My group in Roch, we've been playing the uh, Tomb, of Ali- Tomb of Annihilation board game. From uh, WizKids and Lanterns. I introduced Lanterns to that group and uh, they liked it. Cool. That's what I got. Awesome. All right. So uh, that's going to end this episode. It is a little bit longer <laughs> uh, than, than we're hoping to get others down. And don't try to quote us or keep us to it. You never know with us, but we are going to shoot for an hour. I figured this one was going to go long with us getting back into it plus explaining a bunch of stuff up front. Uh, but the big takeaway is we're back. We're back. And so after this episode, the next episode that you'll hear is going to be probably the cut down uh, just game review of something that we've already recorded. And like I said, I, I, I think I'd like to go like every other. I don't uh, I don't want to do like all three back to back. We'll mix in the new stuff that, so that you guys know that we are still here. that we really aren't just going to release those three and go uh but yeah we're uh we're back again just a a quick reminder the the patreon i I will keep that frozen for uh a couple more months uh just to get us back in the flow and then i will unpause it and uh and we'll start collecting there again if you uh, are there or if you want to go over there and support us but you know just uh thanks for those people that have hung out as long as they have thanks for those people that have asked if if we're coming back or if we're done or uh, tried to get me to uh, confirm rumors that that Jordan and I hate each other or uh, no or any rumor. other yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, that shouldn't have even been a rumor. It should have just <laughs> been a known from day one. Uh, but yeah, so here we are. We'll be back next time that we record new. Uh, we're gonna play a game you got recently, right? We're gonna. Uh, yeah, Battle for Rokugan. All right, so yeah, we're gonna take a look at that here this next coming week, and then record uh, the week after that. And of course, it'll be a little bit before you hear that because we'll put out the uh, all review episode <laughs> uh, here in between. So as always. 
I'm Jeff King. And I'm the Canadian. So thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find the Game Crafter Official Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to the tabletop game print on demand company, The Game Crafter, and its growing community. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Where we unleash the bomb Jeff and Jordan From coast to coast Best of the best The number one host So put up your cups and toasts Cause here the end we approach But come back for more raps More fun, more laughs More this, more that Up and down the mat Cause we geeked up And thanks for showing love We give up viewers thanks With knowledge in the bank Cause y'all are top rank And never should be spanked So thanks for tuning in And giving us a spin Cause here we win, win, win that's how we always been. Well, it's been fun. It's been real. Till next time, stay chill. Stay trill. Do what you like and like how you feel. Because y'all are the real deal. Holy feel.